What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Nothing But Nugs podcast. We have a special episode for you today. It is an interview with Sway Navarro, the unofficial barber of the Denver Nuggets, and my official barber. This was super fun talking about his childhood, how he became a barber, how he became the very best at what he does. And of course, we talk Denver Nuggets and some of his favorite memories over the years. Enjoy the episode and let me know what you guys think. Thanks. Yo, yo. Hey, what's going on, Sway? What's going on, brother? Not much, man. How you doing? Man, I'm good. I can't complain, bro. Yeah, same here. I just touched down yesterday. Okay, you're in Denver? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I just touched down last night. Hell yeah. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you joining me today. I'm super excited to talk to you about your journey, you know, mastering your craft, talk a little nuggets. Okay. Um, I'm curious, have you done a nuggets like podcast or interview before? <clears throat> Not a nuggets one, no. Okay. Um, I did a podcast uh, with some people from my hometown, uh, I want to say about a year ago now. Okay. Um, but that was just kind of just about me, really, but not about Nuggets, really. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I definitely want to talk about you. Um, I'm surprised you haven't, you know, no one's reached out to talk about, you know, the Nuggets with you before. So we'll be breaking some ground here. I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know I did a... I did a dope little, it was like a dope little article, but that was about it, but not like a, like a legit podcast. So this is, yeah. I re- was that in like the Denver post or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I do remember that. Yeah. So cool, man. All right. Well, before we get into the, you know, nuggets discussion, can you start by just telling us about yourself, where you're from, you know, how you got into cutting hair and, you know, how that led you to Denver and eventually the Nuggets. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so my real name's Josue Abdiel Navarro. Uh, I go by Sway. Uh, how that came about, you know, back in, uh, I'll just give you a quick rundown as to why people call me Sway. Um, I was playing ball. I think, like, I started playing basketball around seventh, eighth grade. So I got started a little later. But uh, once I got into, like, high school, I fell in love with basketball a lot, actually. And a buddy of mine, uh, most of the people on my team couldn't really say Josue on the court. So, you know, they kind of went about, you know, just calling me Sway, kind of catching the end of Josue. So they just kind of, like, started calling me Sway. So uh, that's kind of how I got my nickname, and I kind of stuck to it. Everybody just started calling me by Sway. uh, (laughs) Uh, I'm okay with my name, Josue, uh, but a lot of people definitely do tend to butcher it. So it, uh, I, I, I'm not okay with people butchering my name and saying Jose instead of Josue. <laughs> yeah, so, I feel you. But, uh, man, I started cutting hair my junior, I, I want to say like sophomore, junior year in high school. Um, Damn. Yeah, it really came about um, when people started getting, you know, their jobs and started being able to apply for their jobs in high school and stuff they um you know i actually came i was born in mexico raised in texas most of my life and due to the fact that i was born in mexico we came to the states when i was five years old and i didn't have a i didn't have a social security so at the time so i couldn't apply for a job like anybody else you know what i mean 
So I really had to be proactive. I remember loving art at a very young age. Like I just remember drawing a whole lot, maybe because of my dad. My dad used to do a lot of like just hands-on drawing and like art projects and stuff like that. So I remember just falling in love with art very early. And that kind of led me to like just being at the barbershop from time to time and just analyzing people, giving the haircuts and people that were cutting hair and all these other barbers. And I seen that they were making money, you know, and I kind of did my research and I seen if I was going to need like a social security at the time to become a barber. And at the time, all I really needed was a pair of clippers, man. So um, and obviously I wanted to help out my mom at the time, too. You know, I, it was just, it's it's a time where, you know, you just want to start making a little bit of money, you know, what I mean, 15, 16 years old or so. And um, I uh, I remember. Um, having a conversation with my mom about school and whether whether I was going to go to high school or not or to college after high school. And uh, I told her that I definitely wanted to. I definitely wanted to try it. But deep down inside, I knew that I didn't want to do the whole school thing, mainly because of, like, uh, homework. I already knew, like, my habits that I had already like I didn't I didn't like doing homework I didn't like doing work in general you know at the time so I remember just graduating high school finally and I remember at that time I'm already cutting like friends and family and it got to a point where like people didn't stop coming bro so <laughs> people were <laughs> pe- people were lining up at my door and you know I actually turned my bedroom my it's like probably like 300 square foot bedroom into my own little barbershop and I actually started like I told my mom that we were going to get rid of my bed and um that I'd just sleep on this couch you know what I mean and she was like very you know she got taken away by it but I was like no nah, yeah like this is something I want to do you know something I want to pursue and um I told her how school might not be for me so I would definitely wanted to be a barber but at the time I wasn't really taking it too seriously yet uh, mm-hmm. I was really just, you know, I knew I was good at it and I knew I had something there, but I never really thought I'd be a barber for the rest of my life, to be honest. Uh, I thought it was mm-hmm. just something that was going to hold me over till I figured out the next thing. And um, I remember trying college right after high school, actually. Um, a good, you know, we uh, we got in a position to get our Social Security, uh, finally got our Social Security and um, we were able to apply for college. So I tried like a, a half semester of college. And I remember just not liking it, not not being, you know, um, you know, just not liking the homework, not liking like the 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 whole aspect of school itself, you know. So I was just like, man, I'm better off just cutting hair at this point. My main concern was just not wasting too much time on something that I wasn't really about at the time. Uh, I've always had this like sense of awareness about me that I knew what I kind of needed to be doing at the time. And I knew that school at the time just wasn't for me, uh, especially having something like barbering. But I remember telling myself, bro, I, I remember tell, uh, having a conversation with myself very early um, after I decided not to go to college. Because I went to college for a couple, like, I think it was like half the semester. I didn't even finish the full semester. And I was just like, yeah, this is not for me. I had a conversation with my mom. And um, I remember just letting her know, like, look, I could really uh, just spend this time on something that I truly want to enjoy and do rather than doing something that I don't like. 
and uh, I'm not enjoying. So if you could just help me figure out if I could go to barber school or not. Um, I pro- And, you know, I made her promise, too, because at first she didn't want me to. She wanted me to do the whole school thing and get a career. And I had to promise her and let her know that, like, look, if you could actually help me go to barber school, we could definitely put me in a position where I'm making money. And later on, I'll be able to put myself through school, you know, and whatever that whatever that meant, you know, at the time. But I definitely made that promise that she wouldn't have to, like, really worry about me anymore uh, about making money or really help me at, at all. You know, if anything, my ambition was definitely was always to help her as she's been a single mother for quite some time now. And um, I remember right after I stopped going to college. I remember just going on this crazy, just research. Uh, I've never done any sort of research like that. I just re- remember day after day, day like for like a, I I want to say like a good month. Like I went crazy on just researching like how far Barbara could go, and what were, like what were like the limits right of of a barber. And mm-hmm. I realized I, I ran into a, a YouTube video, and. I remember just uh, it was this guy by the name of Johnny Cake and he's a celebrity barber. But at the time, you know, he had just a dope little video that I ran into and it was just kind of showing his lifestyle, how he was just doing like first, you know, um, first class flights. You know what I mean? Like he was, you know, living such an amazing life. It it showcased his life on that video. And I was just like, man, like this, how far a barber could go, you know? And I got really excited and I was just like, man, like, that's what I want to do. But at the time I was, you know, being raised in a place like Emerald, Texas, which is super small. We're a place of like 200,000. I think it's grown to like 300,000 people now, but uh, super small, you know, but I knew that I needed to get out to a bigger city if I was going to pursue this uh, barbering career. And it was one of the promises that I made to myself, actually. That, like, if I was going to pursue barbering, I was definitely going to, like, maximize it. And I was definitely going to get to the top. You know, I definitely, it was on, you know, part of my vision board at the time that I was going to be a celebrity barber at the time. Because it was kind of, like, sort of the hype at the time, too, you know. Um, Pursuing, like, a lot of celebrity barbers and following a lot of celebrity barbers on Instagram at the time. A lot of uh, people were, like, starting to, like, really tap into Instagram quite a bit. So started finding a lot of like different people that were doing this already. So I just started getting a lot of inspiration through that. And uh, yeah, man, that's kind of how I started cutting hair. Um, I've, I've enjoyed every bit of it. I'm going through a whole evolution right now, though. I think uh, uh, it's, I've definitely hit that, that point in my life, in my career that I've done a lot of the things that I said I was going to do in my career. Now is just really evolving into a more of a business mind more than anything, because I feel like I've been a barber and a student of the barbering game for like the past nine years. That's how long I've been in the industry, nine, 10 years or so. Um, so I'm, I'm now getting to the point where I'm, I'm dissecting a lot more of the, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot more of the, like the business side of things. And, you know, now that I'm 27 right now, I'm wanting to really dive deep into what it takes to really run a business, what it takes to be a leader, to be able to run a team properly and not just the team, but to be able to truly uh, evolve and withstand the test of times, you know, like I don't want to just be here 
for a year or two and then shut my shop down, you know, when it comes down to it, I really want to be able to uh, hold, hold my shops uh, and have multiple of them to the point where I could, you know, hopefully my kids are definitely able to see these, uh, uh, you know, just the fruits of my labor one day. And, you know, I'm having my first kid soon. I don't know if I told you this yet, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm having my first kid soon in about two and a half months now. So, uh, I really want to be able to build something long lasting and something, you know, that I could definitely pass down one day or they could just see like, man, like dad really invested in, you know, his career. So, man, that's incredible. I, I love that story. And like you having the self-awareness of like 17, 18 to know that like school is not for you and you have this, this other passion um, that you enjoy, you know, you don't, you don't know if it's what you want to do forever, but you enjoy it now and it makes you money mm-hmm. um, to have that self-awareness to, to take that risk and, and do that. That's incredible. Um, but <laughs> I love how yeah. you said that, that uh, it, uh, you weren't sure if, you know, you were super serious about it, but you were, you were serious enough to, to get rid of your own bed. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, the room I was cutting in was just so small, bro. So I was just like, man, we got to get rid of this bed for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if, in, if anything could take my bed away, but I <laughs> love that, uh, that you had the passion to do that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, man, I'm a, I'm learning a lot about myself. And, like, it's funny, man, because, you know, I'm a, I've never actually tapped into, like, the whole horoscopes things, but. I've been tapping into a little bit and reading a little bit about like my horoscope, you know, and it's scary how accurate some of those horoscopes are, you know, and Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, it just goes back to the bad thing. Like I, like whenever I'm into something, bro, I'm all in, you know, and you know, I'm learning (laughs) a lot about myself on that. So that's probably where it came from. I'm very, I'm very dedicated individual. Once I'm tapped into something, like that's all I'm into, you know, so. Uh, man some people uh some people just have it and i i can see it in you like some people their dna is just built differently and and i can tell like you're built for success in whatever you do so um yeah i love to love to see that you're kind of shifting towards more of a business mindset and i know whatever you do you're going to be successful thank you bro thank you yep so, so I do want to talk a little bit about, or I want you to talk about like the transition from, you know, getting your license to cutting hair for celebrities. Like, what does that look like from a training standpoint? Like, obviously you have to really master your craft to get to that next level. Right. Um, man, first and foremost, I'm actually putting, um, and I'm going to answer your question, but just uh, something that I'm working on right now. I actually want to um, I'm putting a program together, actually a coaching and a, and a mentoring program for younger barbers and younger individuals and not necessarily just younger, but like people that are like, you know, maybe going through hard times in this industry because mm-hmm. it's definitely it's, it's definitely simple, but it's not easy to get to the top. You know what I mean? It's not easy. Uh, I'm learning a lot about as I get into like the whole business world, how, you know, 90 percent of the population makes you know, 10% of the income, if that makes sense, you know, and then 10% of the population makes 90% of the income, if that makes sense. So, yeah. uh, and, and that's what any industry I truly believe. And I'm a strong believer in that. And I feel like that's the case with barbering, you know, and I do believe that I've been very fortunate to really 
experience a different lifestyle and, and the higher end of what a barber could really live, you know? So, um, and you know, I'm, I'm just truthfully like, and I say this with the humble heart, like I'm truly just getting started. Like I'm truly just like, I, I understand the game now, you know, I, I've been in the game long enough to, you know, I've made my mistakes and stuff, you know? So, uh, and I say all that to say this, bro, I think through the nine, 10 years, um, a lot of people, especially nowadays, it's really cool to just become a barber and uh, and to want to go and cut celebrities, you know, and it's it's such a hype, I want to say. And uh, it's normal, though, you know, because it is it does look luxurious and like people that are definitely doing big things, as I know, many barbers that are definitely tapped into a whole nother realm than I am. Uh, they're mm-hmm. living a very good life. So it's very easy as as a young individual to want to strive for a lot of those things and want to be a celebrity barber and do a lot of these things. But uh, part of like my mentoring program and, and my, and my coaching program, like I want to establish like um, the importance of what it really takes to get to that level. And I truly believe that uh, it comes down to your habits and your rituals it comes down to who you are. It's never about what what it is or what it is that you're doing. I truly believe that it is about your values. Uh, how do you hold yourself together? And not only that, just your goals and dreams and how far you want to take your life in general. You know what I mean? Uh, with anything that you do, but obviously with barbering in general, bro, like uh, I knew that where I wanted to go, I knew how focused I needed to be. Uh, I knew the characteristics that I needed to have in order to uh because it was a transition me for me to really tap into you know different demographics uh Asians blacks whatever it is you know um you know we're dealing with white collar individuals you know what I mean um Mm -hmm. blue collar individuals too so there's a whole lot of different demographics that I really needed to like get comfortable to start talking with and really like not only talking with but really uh, have my best interest for them, you know, to really create a, an amazing clientele. And I think that's a lot of the things that uh, the barber industry is lacking right now is that they've forgotten a lot about like just the principles of connecting with people in, in general, you know, um, a lot of people, they just tend uh, to focus on what they want and uh, that they want to become celebrity barbers and this, that, the other, but they, you know, they lose the part of like really caring for people, really uh you know uh being there for people and creating relationships more than anything and as i and as i get older i'm getting better better at it you know i wasn't always like this but it's something that i'm def i've definitely developed over time and i'm continuing to develop so with that being said like it definitely took a lot of those like just habits and rituals um and the belief within myself, you know, with the belief within myself, because I, I never knew how it was going to happen or how things were going to turn out, you know, or if I would ever get there, to be honest, you know. Um, but having those little values and understanding, like, who am I as a person and are P- am I likable, you know, um, it was really important for me because it was definitely something that allowed me to get into the realm to meet other barbers other celebrity barbers and they were able to like really see my heart and what I was about and uh, knew that I was just a young hungry kid bro that I was just asking hella questions and I need just needed answers because I was a student of the craft you know Um, and once people seen that in me they seen like how genuine I was 
they knew that I wasn't just, you know, just trying to become a celebrity barber. Like they knew I had intentions. They knew I had a, a why as to why I was doing a lot of things that I was doing. That's always been my mom to really take care of my moms, you know? And um, I think it's led to really, uh, I'm, I'm a strong believer in just the power of manifesting and the power of God himself. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big faith guy. You know what I mean? I, 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 my faith is so strong with God, you know, and I truly believe that uh, it was something that I prayed for for a very long time. But obviously there's things that you have to do in between, you know, to really get to that level um, and to be able to cut celebrities, you know? So, um, so, and I remember getting my license, you know, I remember how hard it seemed to me uh, to get my license, you know? So, um, but I, I just remember staying persistent. I remember staying patient. And um, I, I believe that's truly what get, got me to to the realm of being able to cut these celebrities, you know, uh, just staying patient and staying persistent, bro, and staying genuine to who I was and what I was trying to accomplish. So I think that kind of allowed me into that into that realm. And, you know, once I, you know, and that's the whole thing with this, like what you really only have to crack the code once, you know what I mean? And once you understand, like, what got you there, you could do that with pretty much anything else. And that's kind of the approach that I'm taking with my business side of things, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I, I love all that that answer. And it makes sense, too. I mean, so barbering is in, you know, the quote unquote service industry. And so making those personal connections with people and focusing on your values and the details of your craft and things like that which it seems like you've done, um, it kind of allows everything else to fall into place. Yes, yes. And the attention to detail to all of that too, you know, and I think as a barber, like, you know, there's a lot of great artists out there, but they lack the, the detail in, you know, not just the craft side of things, but just the relationship side of things. So I, I personally feel like barbers, are, barbers and hairstylists are truly in a position to uh, have probably one of the best vehicles and I say this because of my story, right? Like we have one of the best vehicles to really like have on earth. I feel like, man, I only say that because we could literally go anywhere in the world and we could cut hair. You know what I mean? We, we could, yep. I could, I could start from scratch, you know what I mean? And I could cut anybody's hair. And uh, it just kind of proved it to me because uh, I was able to really take a craft that I, you know, didn't think I was going to be too serious about. And it allowed me to be in a dream city such as Denver, Denver, Colorado, like Denver, Colorado was always a dream city, dream city to me. And far beyond that, L.A. was also a dream city of mine, you know, so to be able to understand that, like, if we could just pay attention to, like, building that clientele and what it comes down to is just the habits and rituals. And obviously, you got to be good at cutting hair, right? You got to be you got to yeah. be good at, at your craft. But ultimately, um the only way you could definitely get good at your craft is through your habits and your rituals. Um, are you disciplined enough to really put in those extra hours? You know, are you disciplined to see every detail and every haircut and every conversation, you know? So, so yeah, man. Thank you, bro. Yeah. That's so awesome. All right, man. Well, let's, uh, let's shift and talk a little bit about the nuggets. So when did you start with them and kind of take me through that journey? Like, how you got started. And then obviously, you know, you had the move to LA and you were kind of going back and forth. So what, what does that look like over the years? For, for sure. You? <clears throat> um, you know, I, uh, I was just a, a small town boy with hallowed big dreams, bro. Um, 
And, you know, I always had this sense of greatness in me. I felt like, um, and, you know, like, I'm, I'm not putting myself on a pedestal or anything, but I just always felt like, man, like I, I was, I was meant for more as we all are. I feel like every, you know, we, we are, you know, we are created by the creator, you know what I mean? And we are created to create the lives that we want. So in that, I truly believe that, like, I, I believed and I, you know, I was so tunnel vision that I truly was capable of having the life that I wanted, you know? And at the time it was truly just the vision that I had. My vision was to definitely take care of my mom one day, first and foremost. My, my vision was to definitely live in a bigger city and experience a bigger city life. So I remember just wanting to make that shift from Amarillo, Texas um, to Denver, Colorado. At the time, I thought I was going to end up moving from Amarillo, Texas to Los Angeles because I was already doing a lot of that homework and I was seeing where I was going to live and stuff. But God works in mysterious ways, bro. Like, I truly believe he put me in a situation where, you know, uh, L.A. wasn't the time, the, the right time at that moment. And uh, I was a little bummed out because I really wanted to be out in L.A. But I remember just having the opportunity to come to Denver instead. And uh, sure enough, man, like the moment that I made the decision, I remember it was so hard because I had so much clientele and in, in back in Texas and things were going well. And it was so easy for me to just settle for a lifestyle there. But I knew what I wanted and I knew that I definitely didn't want to, you know, stay in Amarillo. Uh, because of the growth, it was just going to be become very stagnant because of the people around me. You know, uh, they just weren't, you know, they, they didn't have a bad lifestyle or anything, but they just weren't pursuing more. And I knew that I there was a lot more that I needed to, like, just get out of life. So uh, I remember making the hard decision. Like, I remember just going back and forth uh, to Denver and just uh, visiting Denver and, like, we we used to always visit there, but like I remember towards the end of my move from Texas to Denver, like I definitely made quite a few trips to see where I was gonna live and like see um, what kind of shop I was gonna be tapped into and like the the shops that were available at the time, you know, actually. So, and I remember making that transition, and, and man, like it was so hard, bro. It was uh, it was one of the hardest things that I I could have done. Again, because I had a full clientele, I had a full, you know, I remember just being hella young and and um, not really having an income and not really knowing what it is to make money. And then once I started making money, I had to, like, understand that I had to sacrifice all that to start all over, you know, uh, because yeah. I created clientele in Denver. And that wasn't, you know, a clientele whenever you're a barber, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, that, that thing definitely takes a year or two so. I thought it was going to be easy, you know, because I had already created clientele and it was definitely the mental part that was a lot harder, you know, having to not um, having to budget my money differently because I'm a, I'm in a bigger city now. And um, yeah, man, it was just so hard for me at the time. And I feel like I was just going through a lot of just growth in general as a young individual. So um, and then that kind of led uh to me meeting quite a few barbers in the barbering industry that were already cutting a lot of celebrities hair because uh, okay. being in Denver allowed me to like start moving around to like bigger cities uh, back in Emerald, Texas, when I, like traveling, bro, like it was so hard because um, 
traveling in Amarillo, Texas to go to LA, like it could, it could add up to like $700 round trip, you know what I mean? Real quick. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, once I moved here to Denver, like I, I noticed that you could travel to places a lot, a lot, um, a lot quicker and a lot more convenient and, you know, a lot more, um, cost effective, you know, it was like, um, so I remember just going to like different educational classes at that point because I was able to travel quite a bit. And, uh, I started meeting a lot of like just celebrity barbers, a lot of educators, uh, people rather, you know, that were up and up on stage. And I started to like really, uh, make relationship with a lot of these people and I actually ended up meeting LeBron James's barber through the process of that and uh yeah so he was just like super down to earth bro he was hella cool like he um he's all about just like giving back you know me I remember just him truly wanting to educate people sometimes for free even you know I mean like he just had a such a huge heart to really get back and really put people on so um I remember when there was going to be a trade from they ended up uh, sending Mike Miller to the Nuggets. And I remember it was my first year in Denver and it was Mike Miller's first year in Denver as well from Cleveland. And, you know, LeBron's barber was in Cleveland at the time and he actually hit me up um, after some of the meetings that we had already had. And he like mentioned to me like, yo, like, I have a, um, I have a, I have a client that I want to like introduce you to. And, you know, for a second, I definitely thought it was just going to be like a friend or maybe a family member that was, that had just moved to Denver, Colorado at the time. And sure enough, bro, like, he's like, nah, like, uh, it's going to be Mike Miller, you know? And I just remember being hella juice, bro. Cause it was just like a dream come true at the time, you know? Like, and I was just like, man, I did it. Like, and it's my first year in Denver, like. Uh, I, I followed my heart, you know, no matter how hard it was going to be, like I, I went through and it was just so amazing to like to see the 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 rewards, you know, and to understand that I truly was aiming for a lot of those things already, you know, so it was I was super grateful for the opportunity. Uh, I believe that definitely, you know, um, I started cutting Mike Miller for, you know, every uh, every other week like he was getting haircuts pretty frequently and uh that kind of led to him recommending me to the rest of the squad bro and uh uh the short story like man it got to a point where i was you know within my first uh within like year and a half like i was like cutting probably like 11 out of the 15 people on the roster you know what i mean so it was uh it, it sped up super quick whenever i moved out to denver it was crazy and that would have been like 2015, 2016? Yeah, yeah so right. yeah, 2014, 2015 or so, for sure. That's awesome. So were you, obviously you you knew who Mike Miller was like when, when he got traded. So when you started cutting like the Nuggets hair, were you like a fan of the team or was that something that like you kind of grew to like the team because you, you know, you met the guys and, and you know, you grew to like that? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was never really, um, I never really had a specific team that I rooted for. I always like ever since I got introduced to basketball, I've been a huge basketball fan. So I have like certain players that were definitely like some of my favorite players. 
Um, but to say that I was an actual Nuggets fan, like I, I can't, I can't say that. Um, and I just remember, you know, obviously Mike Miller, he was a legend at the time. So I was like, he was definitely like one of the players that I liked in the league, you know? And, um, yeah, I think that kind of led me to really started to tap in as I started to get introduced to some of the new guys. Uh, I mean, I say new guys, uh, back then they were new, like just Jamal and like Gary and them. Uh, started getting introduced to some of them and like not really knowing too much about them, but truly just developing. I go back to just like developing like just the relationship itself. You know, there's just such good people. Uh, they took care of me. Wilson Chandler was here at the time. I I, I was definitely able to connect with him quite a bit. Uh, yeah, so all of them, they're just such good peoples, bro. And like I really didn't know them. I didn't know how good they were at the time. And um but it was cool. Uh, one of the things that I can say, though, is that I remember telling myself very early, like, that I didn't want to cut, like, the celebrities of the now and, like, the big shots of the now. You know what I mean? I remember whenever I, like, mm-hmm. I would pray and, like, I would ask God, I would, you know, I would pray that I would definitely grow and uh, rise with the new generations of the greats, you know what I mean, and the, and the good players and stuff like that. So, it's crazy how, you know, how good they are now, you know, and, and how great they've been as of lately. So it was definitely one of my wishes and one of my, you know, prayers that I definitely didn't just, you know, you know, get the opportunity to cut like LeBron or anything like that. You know, I definitely wanted to grow with the next generation of monsters or whoever that may be, you know. So it's cool to just know that I have the, a cool relationship with a lot of those guys now, you know, and like Jamal, obviously. He signed a big, uh, a, a big deal recently, and uh, it's been cool to just have a cool relationship with a lot of those guys. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, you know, you getting started with the team in like 2014, 2015, I mean, the, the, the way you said, like growing with them, um, like I don't know if there's – I think across all sports maybe, like they've had the most consistent mm-hmm. growth um of any team in like American sports so that's crazy did you notice any like change in them as they kind of grew because you know from when you started there I think they around that time they were probably like a sub 500 team you know to going to like the Western Conference finals like did their demeanor change at all or are they just kind of the same guys they just happen to be killing it yeah bro uh I could be biased, but I'm going I'm to blame it on my haircuts one time. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. No, nah, um, man, I think they were just uh, – it was cool, man, because I got to, like, meet, you know, I got to meet, like, Tim Conley and his family, and, like, I got to meet, like, uh, some of the coaches too. And it was just really cool because, like, every piece was just kind of kind of starting to come together, you know, and I was kind of seeing it as it was happening. So it was um, – it was definitely just part of, I think, the younger guys growing up. I think they, you know, I think they've always been very talented. Gary Harrison, them, um, Jamal Murray, even Will Barton, you know, he, I mean, we talk about it all the time, you know, uh, how a lot of these guys are truly just on the verge of, you know, becoming the better them, you know. So I think, I don't know what exactly what it was that really has been able to take them to the next level, you know, but obviously, 
having the right pieces and the right management and the right attitude, which I always noticed, you know, uh, walking into the, the locker room, like the energy was always good in the locker room, you know, um, people were always just, you know, getting along, you know, there was never, you know, I'm sure there's some locker rooms in the NBA that definitely there's, you know, situations and drama maybe, uh, but that was never really the case with the Nuggets, you know, everybody always got along and like, it was always just good vibes. And I'm sure it's only evolving with that, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, Obviously, you know, I'm nowhere close to the team, but like just from observing, it seems like it's a it's a good combination of like good dudes that also like want to be right. successful. And that's really all you can yeah, ask for. And I could agree with that, bro. Like every, like every player that I've definitely been able to cut within Nuggets, like they're like Jamal, for example, like he, he's a monster, bro. Like he's always just looking to see how he could get better. You know what I mean? Like he's like he loves basketball. You know what I mean? And uh, so it, it's just cool to see those characteristics in those people. And like you said, uh, definitely just the group of individuals, bro. Like just wanting to definitely strive for better and and for greatness for sure. Cool. So I want to ask some kind of player specific questions here. Who did you have the deepest conversations with? Man, um, definitely, definitely got to be Jamal and like Wilson Chandler. Um, Will Barton from time to time, we'll chop it up, but not too much. Uh, but yeah, Jamal and, and Wilson Chandler were definitely the people that I definitely talked to more than I remember, you know. Well, yeah, once you mentioned uh, Wilson Chandler, I figured that was going to be the answer because... He's uh he seems like a good dude, but he he also like I don't know how to put it. He's an interesting guy. Super that's interesting, sure. and and uh, I learned quite a bit from him, man. Like I remember him going on his journey of like just starting to do like a hell of yoga, and I remember him like uh, turning to like just the vegan diets and stuff like that, and it was very intriguing to me. And I actually started tapping into quite a bit of it as, as well. You know, um, it was. Um, and man, once I started trying a lot of the stuff that he was doing and that he was kind of like, I mean, I, I remember him posting quite a bit of all like that journey too. like it was it was definitely um, very rewarding on my end. You know, once I started trying, we have conversations about it, too, you know, but um, but yeah, I, I mean, also Gary, like Gary Harris, like me and him were we were hella cool. Like Gary is such a good dude. He's such a funny guy. Like he's just full of life man and, and very thoughtful and you know that all those guys man i joker like joker was hella funny too funny bro so it's it just cool to, to have that relationship with them for sure who would you say is the pickiest about their hair if anyone um you know you know i i couldn't i couldn't like really like pinpoint anybody uh one thing that i do say is like I, I always appreciated the love that they showed me every single, every single player that I've been able to cut from the nuggets, uh, even from Trey Lyles. Like I remember me and him being hella cool. Um, all the players, man, like they always just like, they supported me, they supported my craft and they like truly appreciated me and like respected me, you know, cause you could, you could, you could definitely tell a lot, especially with like celebrities and stuff like that, you know, um, but they never treated me bad or anything. They were just good, genuine people. And you could tell that they respected, like, 
how much I was doing for them as well, you know, and just like, you know, they, they get up, get up off the chair, like hella, like just excited. And it's like, hell yeah. Like looking fresh, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it was just always such a good feeling. And that's probably the best feeling a barber can definitely have, you know, and then, you know, that transition into like a celebrity, somebody that could easily be hella picky, you know what I mean? So uh, there was never really a situation where like I had to deal with anything like that. Uh, so it was always just smooth and they always just very, very appreciative. That's awesome to hear. And it's not surprising either. Like I said, it just, it seems like a bunch of, a good bunch of good people. So what, uh, another question, what is your favorite like nuggets related memory, whether it's, you know, cutting someone's hair or, you know, seeing some of their on court successes, yeah. <clears throat> man, I, I think, um, I think the evolution itself of not just one specific player, but like just all of them, you know, I think just being able to like go through the years and being able to see them, like just get to the, get to the, uh, what was it? The Western conference finals, being able to see that whole transition play out, bro. Like it was just beautiful. Like, um, almost like if I was in a movie, you know what I mean? Uh, being able to like cut these guys and being able to see and, and, you know, like Jamal, for example, he has a lot of fans. So uh, Gary has quite a bit of fans as well, too. And uh, just being able to, like, get feedback from people, too, that they were definitely tapped into the NBA finals and stuff like that. And people reaching out to me and being like, yo, your boy's going crazy, you know, um, Joker. Like, yeah, like, I think just that whole process of witnessing the greatness just kind of develop within them. Uh, has been magical bro it's been cool because you know that's obviously something that I always wanted uh, within myself you know to definitely just grow with these guys and just seeing how they developed and just being excited to like watch NBA games like I've never been so excited you know I remember just being able to have the opportunity to cut a lot of these guys hairs like right before the game sometimes and being able to go home and be really excited to like and you know the way I treated it like I truly went home to really just peep game on the haircuts and see how I did and see where I could do better you know it was almost like a it was almost yeah. like a film it was almost like watching film to me you know what I mean like man where, where could I have done better within their haircuts so it was cool um and just to see my haircuts on a platform like the NBA like it's it's just been amazing bro and I've been very privileged and very uh grateful for it for sure yeah man those uh those national tv games those that's a lot of yeah, pressure for yeah. you yeah but and, and you know like especially whenever some of the players got like highlights and stuff like that uh i remember when i remember specifically this moment like jamal murray um crossing uh steven adams uh you know i think this was just <laughs> a regular season game but i remember him just you know, crossing Steven Adams and Steven Adams just dropping to the floor. And I was just like, man, like <laughs> I hadn't seen Jamal Murray go crazy like that. You know, it was just kind of like the evolution of it. Uh, so it was just really cool just to see um, how good they've gotten and how good they will be too. Yeah, for sure. So, so with that, um, you know, wrapping up here where I, I know you've had, you know, you're making, ton of moves in your life right now got a child on the way a lot going on um have you been able to watch them much this year and if so like 
how how are you feeling about you know a potential yeah, championship um that was kind of one of the things i definitely had a um had a sacrifice this year was definitely not watching as much basketball which i've been really upset and sad about uh but it'll all pay off one of my long term visions bro is to really be able to have a shop here in denver um just have a dope little flagship store here and have a dope little shop in, in LA and, and possibly Emerald, Texas as well. Um, and along the way, just being able to help younger barbers really understand and get grounded more than anything. Uh, my main goal is to really uh, ground a lot of the younger individuals uh, to help them get where they want to get, you know, because um, I know I was definitely one of the, those younger individuals and somebody did it for me. And I really want to be able to be in that position. So, um, so I've been working really hard on this. So I really had to sacrifice basketball this year. Um, so I haven't been watching as much as I've been wanting to, but I do, I do believe that they are definitely heading towards a championship. Uh, my whole thing is just like understanding how young they still are. You know what I mean? Like they've been on the radar. Yeah for a little bit so i i do um i like to compare them to the definitely and you know there's been articles before how they're doing a lot of things that the golden state warriors did whenever they were building for that dynasty team you know and i truly yep. truly do believe in that and i do believe that they're making the right moves at the right times um to really get to in a position to to win one for sure and i tr- like i mean from time to time I'll pop into like the stats and stuff like that. And like, I'm seeing like Joker is now like, you know, number one in the, in the, in the MVP like polls and stuff like that, you know? So I'm just like, damn, like, yeah, they're definitely evolving, you know? So is, um, I, I do believe uh championship is in store for them in the near future, whether it be man this year, next year, or within two, three years from now, you know? <laughs> All right, man. Well, anything else you want to share before we wrap up? Where can people find you on social media or any sure. other projects, you know, in the works that you want to For mention? For sure. I'm going to be um I'm going to start promoting um my coaching cause and my and my mentoring program here soon. So, uh I'm going to be doing a lot of that through via Facebook. I've created Dope Low Facebook page. Um the name of the coaching program is going to be called Renovated University. And um, it's, you know, it it has long vision, very long vision. Like, I I definitely want to be able to have my own academy and my own, um, my own, you know, uh, school one day and um, really focus on a lot of the things and a lot of the gaps that the industry really has and and lacks in. So, um, so, yeah, I just wanted to put that out uh, for any young individuals uh, listening to this that, may want to pursue barbering or hairstyling in the future um i'll definitely be available and i'll be uh i'll ha- they'll have access to me you know so uh i'll start promoting here soon but um my personal um you could definitely find me on on ig i i do ig quite a bit and then i'll start tapping into youtube here soon just to provide a lot more value soon so um my IG handle is Swayze Hendrix. Swayze with a with a V instead of an A. It's a little tricky, but 
uh, you'll, you'll, you'll find me. Um, nonetheless, I'm not huge on the IG followings and stuff like that, but definitely, um, if it comes down to like work and being able to work together, like definitely, um, hit me up for sure.